Hello and welcome to the first ever Sharpen the Square podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howe, the square of the group, and my buddy across my computer screen here, Mr. Justin Santoop, who is the sharp. Well, sort of a sharp. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I'm allegedly a square. I don't I don't think I'm so square, but if you had to pick the sharp and the square out of the two of us, I'd, I'd be the square. Well, the problem is, you know, when we talk about this all the time, Matt, it's like we can't use that terminology because yeah. how many times are the, are the sharps wrong and how many times are the squares? It happens all the time. Sure. And while the sharps are usually more right than the squares, there are lines that we talk about and we're going to specifically be talking about college basketball in this podcast, but there are lines that you talk about that you see are square lines and that's okay. It, because you got, you know, those lines often hit. Yeah, no. And, and, and what may be a sharp line at like three and a half is a square line when it comes down to one, you know, like, and Throughout this learning process of, you know, this season in college basketball, we're already about halfway through the season. Um, we, I, one of the things we've constantly talked about is getting the best value on the, on the, on the number. It's yeah. really about betting the number. Yeah. And it's amazing how much these numbers jump from the open to the close. And, you know, it's, it's very important to get the best possible number. And that's half the battle. Yeah, and we we shared a uh, a sandwich situation the other day, right? Uh, Love sandwich both, season. We both had good numbers on the opposite end, and it hit right in the middle. Uh, I had it was Baylor Kansas. You had Kansas plus nine and a half, something like that, and nine I had, and, a half. and I had Baylor minus seven and a half. The number the line landed at eight, um, and I think it closed around eight and a half. So there were a lot of people that got the wrong number. Some people maybe pushed when they should have won or lost when they should have pushed. Like I, we both came out winners and it just shows that, you know, you got to get the right number and, and CLV is really important, you know, closing line value. Yeah. You got it for those squares out there. (laughs) Um, And before we get into today, tonight's games, uh, how about the ending of that Baylor Kansas game? I will never win a bet like that again. Yeah, you say that, right? And then yeah. like it probably happened because it, it feels like you lose more of those bets than you win. Hundred percent, right? That's a fact. I, see, that's the thing. Like, is it a fact? Like, I'm starting yes. to think about it. Yes. Like, I feel like you just don't remember the the ones that that hit like that. Uh, I'll, I'll remember that one for a long time. <laughs> let me tell you. No, yeah, that was that was. I mean, that was that is chair through the TV worthy though. If you're on the other end of that. Yeah, but most people were. Most like, people were on it. Like Vegas loves shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's that is the unpredictableness of the of the game, and they set the number perfectly yep. for yep. those squares who got in on it late. Yeah. So, you know, and it, sandwich season. That's yep. all I got to say. It's it's it can, you can, and that's the best example of getting betting a different side and getting the right number and. You can, we could, we both won, which happens. So it's a, it's a rare thing, but it happens. Yeah. All right. Let's get into tonight's games. Um, first game. Let's talk about Rutgers basketball. Sure. Let's do it. Now, disclaimer, we are Rutgers basketball fans. We both went to Rutgers, but this is an interesting game to me. And Rutgers is on the road at Penn state. Rutgers is not playing well, but neither is Penn state right now. Penn state's coming off a long COVID layover. 
And um, they've lost their last two Big Ten games. I think they've lost their last five. I think they're winless in the Big Ten yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers, meanwhile, is also kind of uh, tanking right now. They've lost four in a row in the Big Ten. Um, but this is a number that I actually really like. I And, you know, this is going to sound homerish. But I really like the Scarlet Knights in this game. They're getting one point on the road. We talk about spot games, and I don't think this is a crazy spot game. But if anything, it's Rutgers' spot more than Penn State's spot. Yeah. Um, so Rutgers has lost five of six. I do want to update because we are so we are in New Jersey, so we don't get like the, the it's you can't legally bet on Rutgers in New Jersey. If you are out of state, the line is no longer Rutgers getting one. It's not. Rutgers is now a two-point favorite. Two-point favorite. Interesting. Yes. It doesn't even show me that on the Action Network website. Right. That's annoying. Because it's got your location in New Jersey. Right. You got right. like Vegas Insider or something like that to get Right, the- right, right. Okay, so so, so it opened at Rutgers plus one. Now we Rutgers is uh, given two on the road to Penn State. I don't know if I like that as much anymore. I do think Rutgers wins the game, but I think two points is probably right around where it's going to fall. Yeah, Um. You know me, I hate talking about Rutgers from a betting perspective. Yeah, well, suck it up. <laughs> um, they better win the game tonight. Yeah. I, I like I think there's a there's this misconception out there that Penn State is a bad team. They're not. I think they've played probably the hardest schedule in the country. Like they haven't had easy non conference games to buffer their schedule, right? I mean, they lost to Seton Hall in overtime. They beat a very good VCU team. Um, they're winless in Big Ten games, but I mean they've competed a whole bunch right they took indiana to overtime um they were leading illinois for a long time close game with michigan yeah very close game with michigan um battled with purdue the other day uh like this is a and they have a good win on the road at virginia tech great win on the road at virginia tech so this is a penn state team that has in in my opinion they have the best guards in the big 10 um they a lot of them can get really hot uh, at any time. And we've seen it before. Miles Dredd, I think, hit a buzzer beater. Not really a buzzer beater, but a three late in the game to beat Rutgers at Penn State last year. Uh, Myron Jones got really hot at Rutgers last year with Penn State. Um, they just have very good guards that can shoot the ball from deep. They can attack the paint. They got a good mid-range game. Rutgers has an edge in the paint, like a huge edge in the paint. Right. And- it feels to me like Miles Johnson will dictate this game. And how many times have we said, right, Rutgers goes as Miles Johnson goes? And that's a big reason why Rutgers has struggled for a while because Cliff Omarugi was out for a long time and he's still kind of battling back to 100%. The backup center. Right. And I think Miles was a little timid because they didn't want to get into foul trouble. Now, Balls to the wall. Um, and I think he played his best game in a long time against Wisconsin. I know Rutgers lost. I think that was more a product of them just not being able to hit a shot from the outside. Um, I think Miles Johnson dictates this game. He's going to have to get 12-plus rebounds. You know, he's going to have to block a bunch of shots. Um, and he's going to have to score points inside. He's going to have to dominate on the offensive glass. Like, I don't trust Rutgers to be a very good outside shooting team. Um, we've seen it before, right? I mean, they, they made a bunch of threes against Purdue. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. got off to a really good start to the season. We know Geo Baker's capable of getting hot from the outside. Tez is even capable of getting hot from the outside. Montez Mathis. Um, I, I I don't know if if making a bunch of threes is their recipe for success, and they're just going to have to dominate on the inside. Um, and look, they either they win this game 
or they don't. And we have to start looking at their legitimacy as an NCAA tournament team. You know, you can't. I agree. So is that from a betting perspective, is this a game you're firing on? No. Totally off this game. I I would be totally off this because, I mean, Penn State is not bad and it's tough. Rutgers has struggled and Penn State's capable of getting hot from the outside. And I, I just, the number is like, I don't know. I just see this, this could go a lot of different ways. I would have, I would have no interest. I'd stay away. No interest in this game. I lean Rutgers, like I said, but that was when it was at plus one. Now at minus two, I think this is a game I would stay away from as well. Another, let's get into the next game of the slate tonight. And it's an interesting slate. Not many great games. Typical Thursday night, obviously. A lot of Pac-12. Um, what was that? A lot of Pac-12 on Thursday. Yeah, a lot of Pac-12, unfortunately. Uh, at like midnight, those games come on, I swear. Um, all right, next game, we got Stanford at USC. Um, so or, is, sorry, Stanford is home against USC. So they're they're actually not because there's the, I think there's a rule in place in their town or city that they can't practice and or play in Palo Alto. So they're playing on a neutral site in Santa Cruz. Oh, not Stanford's home court. They're playing their home games where the, this is why you're the sharp. This is well, you why you know when you don't have a job and you know all you do is think about college basketball day you learn these things um yeah so they've been playing their games their home games at the warriors g league facility right so and this is a game that we've seen significant line movement on significant it opened up at usc minus one it is have it has been bet up to usc minus five right now which that seems another one i would stay completely away on minus one i like that number minus two i like that number three four five on the road in conference well not on the road i guess because it's a neutral site but it's this number is, you know, where it is now. It's a game that I would also stay away from. Yeah. So Stanford may be missing two starters. That's one thing, uh, including their best defensive player, Bryce Wills. Um, Spencer Jones is day to day. He's got a hip injury. He's their best three point shooter. And he's another kind of rangy three, four guy. Um, as a whole, Stanford's not shot the three ball well this year. And that's what they did really well last year. They haven't done that well this season. Um and I think it's going to be really hard to score inside because I think USC actually has like the third best two-point percentage defense in the country. Like they block shots, they're long, they're athletic. Um, I agree the number's high. And I think I'm kicking myself because if I had gotten in last night at open, I think I think USC would have been a play um, mm-hmm. because they, they, they defend the interior. They just lost to Oregon State, so they're probably going to be hungry. Um if this gets up to like six and a half, like I may have to consider coming back on Stanford. Sure. Just because I, I don't know how much I trust USC really is like that significant a, a favorite, um, even on a neutral site. It's like, I mean, Stanford defense, Stanford's one of the top 20 defensive teams in the country, even missing two starters though. Like that's where, uh, like, I think if one of them's back and it's still like around six, six and a half, like I may come back on Stanford, but right now I'm just kind of watching and monitoring that, you know? Sure. Uh, Stanford right now allowing 90.9 points per 100 possessions, ranking them 12th in adjusted defensive efficiency based on Ken Palm. So, as you said, they're a very, very good defensive team. So is USC. What Uh, was that? So is USC. So is USC. USC is the 17th most efficient defensive team in the country. Right. And I think the thing to look at there is, is, and I mentioned it, USC's two-point defense – 
is huge considering Stanford does not shoot the three. Well, so they're going to have to score their points at the rim with Oscar Da Silva, who's maybe the Pac-12 player of the year, but it's going to be a nightmare for him because USC will throw four six foot ten freak athletes at him, and it, it could be a long night for him offensively. I mean, Stanford's going to have to get hot from the outside, and I just that hasn't happened a lot this season. All right, so two games in, and there are no plays from either of us yet. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you. What's your first play here? Let's get a play from the Sharp. Yeah, so I like Memphis a lot, minus two and a half. And, and that's weird for me because Memphis is a team that I've been fading quite a bit recently because they, um, they've been one of the biggest letdown teams in all of college basketball. So tonight they're two and a half point favorites at home against Wichita State. Um, coming, if you had come into the season, forget everything that happened in the last 10 weeks or whatever, and you told me that Memphis was going to be a two and a half favorite at home against a Wichita State team that was without Greg Marshall, that had had a, a ton of – turnover during the off season, I would have told you hammer Memphis. And obviously things have kind of gone wayward. Uh, Memphis got off to a really good start to the season. They blew out St. Mary's. They really haven't looked good recently. They don't for, for a team that has a ton of talent, they're like weirdly bad on offense. And I don't know if it's the system. I don't like, I don't really know what it is, but they do defend at a very high level. I think that's important at home against a Wichita state team that is pretty streaky offensively. Um, so here's where I think Memphis is going to have the biggest edge. Uh, Wichita State does not rebound well. Um, they're actually, I think, one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the country. And Memphis, for all of their struggles on offense, they rebound the ball, especially offensively, at an incredibly high rate, like an incredibly high rate. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of second chances. Uh, I think that they are going to be able to make enough shots. I don't really see Wichita State having any kind of edge on the inside. And, you know, Memphis makes it really hard on you to score. Um and Wichita State, you know, they're they're not they're 8-3 and 4-1 and one in the conference, but I don't I don't look at it like a I mean I know and they've won at Ole Miss, like they but their wins have been against teams that play kind of soft zones that try to force turnovers, uh, like Ole Miss and Tulsa. That's who they've really looked good against. They haven't played a hard man-to-man, long athletic defense like Memphis. And I think Memphis is gonna have an edge defensively. And they're going to get a lot of stops and they're going to attack the glass because they need to win this game. Like need to win this game. Yeah. Like they, they are going to be hungry as all hell. And I just think two and a half is a small number. I think it's a really good spot for them. I, I agree with you here. And this is a, um, this comes down to is Wichita state's offense going to beat Memphis's defense. And as you said, I don't think so. I think Memphis has a much better defense than Wichita state does offense. Right. You know, you know, you look at Memphis's defense, they are a top, almost top 10 team defensively in the country. Right. They're ranked 11 on Ken Palm. And these are two teams, they're Ken Palm, right? Wichita state 70 Memphis 71. So it should be a very close matchup right. conference play. You know, all those reasons, the, a good spot for Memphis here at home. Uh, I agree. I, I like the play a lot. I'm going to hammer two and a half as well. Um, this game opened at two. So we haven't seen a ton of line movement on it so far. Um, but I think two and a half is a, a good number to get in on Memphis. So that's going to be the first play of the day here. And if you are listening and you don't see a two and a half, I would take it up to three and a half. Justin's now, can you give a, can you give a little bit about how you make your numbers? Yeah, it's very subjective. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 I have watched an extensive amount of college basketball. I think I know 
every player, every team for all of the power six plus the American and the Atlantic 10. Um, basically, it's how much better are you than a blank team on a neutral site? Um, and then I'll assign two to three points for home court, three if there's a crowd. Like you'll see like Utah State tonight. They play Colorado State. Utah State has a lot of fans in that building. Like, like I mean – significant enough to make a difference yes absolutely and a full point of difference in my opinion like i so the way i look at it is typically i would assign like four points for home court right you've got one for travel one for familiarity and then two typically for a full crowd of fans i'm cutting that to three um with like a half crowd of fans uh utah state definitely it makes a difference um and if you watch that game tonight you'll see um but yeah so that's basically how i make my numbers it's very general you know i don't uh, like it's not an exact science. It's just basically yeah. give me a feel for what I think the number should be. Um, and then I would dive deeper into the numbers like here, you know, the Wichita state is the 323rd best team in the country. That is terrible when it comes to defensive rebounding. And right. Memphis is 36th in the country when it comes to offensive rebounding. Sure. So I see Memphis having a ton of second chance points, um, even though they suck on offense. And I just think that, you know, you, you have a basic number and then you dive deeper into, into the matchup and you find your edges. So, I mean, it's, it's worked well for you. I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, we were going to give your, uh, your, your statistics here year to date in college basketball or for this season, at least anyway, the sharp Justin Santu is 201 hitting at a 57% rate and he's up 39.4 units. So it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's been a good year. It has been, I mean, as I said, uh, and we've talked about it a lot, unemployed, you know, looking for a job, but you can't spend eight hours a day doing that. Maybe like two hours. Uh, and then the rest is just college basketball analysis, knowing the players, knowing the teams. Absolutely love it. And you make your sound sound, you make your sound, uh, you make yourself sound like a bum. You know, you are unemployed, but you do have a very good degree from the State University of Rutgers. And <laughs> things are going to work out for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And when you do get a job, I still expect you to be handicapping just as much. So, yes, uh, probably firing and firing on a lot more overnights. But yes, yeah, that's OK. All right. Uh, now, do you have another game you like tonight? I know we were going to get into Arizona, Arizona State as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect segue because that is the next game that I, I, I kind of like. Um, so, so typically, and you know this, I don't know. If the, I mean, obviously the listeners don't know this. I like to bet volume. I like to bet every edge. So there oh, you are, do. I know that. There, there, there will be Saturdays where I bet, you know, maybe 20 games. Uh, Tuesday night. I'm the opposite. I'm yeah. the opposite better. I pick, you know, it, if I like it, I bet it. I don't. I, Justin sends me his picks all the time. I end up riding up most of them um, because, like I said, he's been very profitable this season. But we we don't always have the same picks, and I do not bet as many games as Justin does. I I feel that I am more successful betting four to five games a night, even a Saturday maybe up to seven, eight, while he could be on 20 games. If he has an edge, he fires. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a feel thing because I don't want to – I'd rather – not to sound like arrogant or anything like that, but like I feel like if I'm gonna if I'm hitting at a good percentage, I'm going to win more often than not. So sure. for me, it's it, I, I'd rather risk losing firing on an edge than than be kicking myself for not betting it. Sure. Uh, 
So like, but tonight, you know, you mentioned at the top, it's not, it's not the best slate, uh, but I, I think there in, you know, you mentioned the Arizona, Arizona state game. Uh, so Memphis is the only bet I've fired on. I'm very close to betting on Arizona state. What uh, number do you want it to get to? Because right now it's at three, I believe. Is it at three? Um, so I saw two and a half before we hopped on. I want two and three. a half. Two and a half. You're you're right. It opened at three. It has moved since moved to two and a half. Arizona on the road at Arizona State. Right. Um, I want Arizona State plus three and a half. I think it's important to get that full one possession because it, it, if you think about it, in college basketball, teams aren't playing to cover; they're playing to win. So if Arizona State has the basketball down three, right, and you have plus two and a half, they're going to try to shoot a three in the final ten seconds. They're not taking a layup to cover. So I think it's really important to get that plus three, maybe even the plus three and a half. I think certain when it comes to you know you think about key numbers, that's a key number in college basketball. Um, it, it's not as significant as in the NFL or college football, but three, the full possession, is a key number. Um, so here's why I like Arizona State tonight. Uh, they have played- and Arizona State has not been great this season. Yeah. Four and six, eleventh in the Pac-12. They're on a four-game losing streak with a bunch of games in between that losing streak that have been postponed. Yeah, um, and I think because of them, uh, not because of their opponents. They they've right. had, they've had some COVID issues. Um, they are, however, finally getting back to full health. Um, this was one of the most talented teams in the country coming in. I was never really that high on them because they don't really guard um, or they haven't really guarded. Uh, and they lost their, who I thought was maybe their most important player or second most important player to a transfer in the offseason, Romello White, who was their starting center. And they've kind of been struggling to fill that hole in the paint. Um they have, however, beaten Arizona their last two times that they've played Arizona at home, which I think is important. Um I think the biggest edge in this game is actually going to be Arizona in the paint. However, I think Arizona State, there's a certain need to win this game. Yep. It's a rivalry game, and you're at home. And you, So you, you talk about the spot. You like the spot a lot here. I do, and you just kind of have to have it. And I think there's still this weird over appreciation for Arizona in the Pac-12 and like you think about like Arizona is not a team that you get to bet much in the Pac-12 you don't get to bet on them much because they tend to be the name brand in the Pac-12 so they are typically a little overvalued um I'm not so sure that they should be a two and a half or a three whatever it is three point road dog at a rival Arizona State I my number makes it a pick them um, Arizona State is getting their starting center back tonight from Mono. That's in, that's important. Um, I still think Arizona's going to have an edge on the glass, but Arizona State is fast. They're explosive on offense. They've got a dynamic point guard, a senior named Remy Martin, who I think will have a lot of success getting into the paint. Um, it just feels like. Arizona State's going to get one of these. Uh, they took UCLA to overtime. Um, they lost at the buzzer at Oregon State over the weekend. Like, they're going to get one of these. Yeah. And I don't want to miss it. And I don't think Arizona, without probably their best shooter, Jamal Baker, I, I, don't, I don't know if, they're, if they should be favored by a possession. I don't, like, I don't think they should be. I got uh, you. I haven't bet Arizona State plus two and a half. I probably will if I have to. Um, but I'm going to wait and see if I can get a three, three and a half. And that's a thing that we talk about a lot of the time too, is 
waiting for the line to move and you have to have a sense of which way it's going to move. Yeah. So, you know, a a game can open one way and you can miss out if it goes the other way or you want it to go the other way and it does. So that's also a big part of, you know, closing line value, which we've talked about, but it's all about when you bet it too. That's half the battle, getting the right number at, at the right time. Um, I mean, Arizona State has three guards averaging about 16 points a game. Like, yeah. I know they're not the best offensive team in the country, but they have guards that can play. And you mentioned tempo. You know, their tempo is way higher than Arizona's. So if they can get the fast breaks going tonight with these guards, I like the spot as well for Arizona here. And two and a half right now, it's that's a wait and see. But, you know, Justin says uh, he makes it a pick them And – if it gets to three, three and a half, he's going to fire on it. Yeah. And I, and, and to be fair, I would fire on two and a half. Typically if I make it a pick them, then if I can get two and a half points of value, then that's, that's a good thing. I want two and a, I want two and a half points of value to really fire on something. I just think there's a really good spot for Arizona state. And I think, you know, I think the thing that I saw yesterday was they're getting their starting center back um, Jalen Graham. And he's not like a difference maker in the paint. But it's just another body that they'll have against the Arizona size and length. And I just think it'll help. I agree. It's a good spot. They've got good guards. They're explosive. It feels feels right to me. I don't think they should be a dog at home. Um, all right. Let's get into another Big Ten game tonight. Iowa, Indiana. Um, now, we've, we are Big Ten basketball fans. And last year, we really enjoyed betting on the Big Ten. We had a lot of success. This year, it has been way harder, and the lines are very sharp every night. And there's been some big lines the last couple nights with these good teams, and it makes me hesitant to bet more, to bet a team to cover by more than 10 points within the Big Ten. And I feel like the last two nights, I've seen it happen. Wisconsin has, they covered last night against Northwestern. They were given 10 and a half points, I believe. And the night before, Michigan covered a large spread. Uh, They were playing Maryland. Maryland, that's who it was. Illinois covered a large spread at home against Penn State. They did. So tonight's game is Indiana at Iowa. Iowa, obviously, I love watching Iowa play. Like, I I really do. They share the ball well. They have – it seems like they never missed. When they are on, it is – the whole team is firing. And then, you know, they got Luca Garza down low, who's the best player in the country. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this game, if you have a lean either way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, me for whatever reason, I just haven't been sold on Iowa because yeah. I don't, I don't love the way they play defense, but it fe- I feel like they're a train that you don't really want to get in front of. Um, I lean Iowa, I lean Iowa minus nine. And if you can get nine and a half, which I think is kind of available. Um, I don't know if it's a play, but it's really intriguing to me. I just don't think Indiana has the firepower offensively to keep up. Like, I I, I, don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think even though Indiana's got a pretty good defense, like, I don't I don't think it's good enough to just, like, slow. I mean, we've seen them give up 80 points to Penn State. Like, the, you think that they can hold out. If they give up 80 points to Iowa, I think Iowa wins by double digits. Right. Right? Um, I think what it comes down to is can Trace Jackson Davis – get Luca Garza in foul trouble. Right. If he can, that totally changes how Iowa wants to play offense. They want to play from the post. Uh, let Luca go to work. If you want to double Luca, hello, we've got Jordan Bohan and CJ Frederick and Joe Wieskamp firing from deep. Um, 
I mean, I, I actually do. I lean Iowa, and Iowa gets every fucking whistle um, yeah. at home. So I don't think Luca Garza is going to get in foul trouble. Um, yeah, I lean Iowa. I think it's a tough. It's like a tough game for Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's these numbers the past couple nights in the Big Ten. You've seen these large numbers, and you've seen teams covering them. So. And I've totally stayed away. And this is another game I really don't want any part of, even though it's Iowa and we just talked about how good they are. Ten points is a lot in the Big Ten on any given night. Indiana is not a bad team. They have a very good player in Trace Jackson Davis down low who's going to be battling with Luka Garza tonight. Um, So this is a game I would stay away from. I actually – I got to say I lean Indiana plus ten just because – and this is a game I wouldn't bet. Like I said, and I see your face on Zoom, you're going, eh, eh. But I, I, I just do. I lean Indiana plus ten. I think they would. They, I think they keep it within ten points tonight. But again, this is not a game I'm firing on. Yeah. But gun to my head, I would. Well, gun to my head, you got to roll with Iowa, I guess. <laughs> you got to go with, with, with the hot hand. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting game. The Big Ten has been very hard to bet this year. It has been. It's been weirdly hard to bet. Um, I don't know if it's because of the lack of home court or whatever, but like. I don't know. I was 19 and four against the spread at home the last couple of years. It's like, do you really want to get in front of that train? I, I agree. I think it's you got to stay away. Reluctant. All, right. All right. Stay away from that one. But just, I like talking it through, uh, especially with a large number like that in the big 10. Um, all right. We're going to wrap up here. Let's just, uh, Next, any other games you want to talk about that you're on? I know we didn't get to UCLA Cal or Utah Washington State. Yeah, so quickly, um, I kind of like UCLA. I think the matchup, I mean, I know they're kind of a large favorite on the road, but Cal is without their best player, Fatty Matty Bradley Jr. Um, he's just, a, he's like built like a middle linebacker. He's an ox. Uh, you can shoot it. He's out. Um, and I think UCLA is a, a wagon. I think they're the best team in the Pac 12. And I think that. If they win this game, they do so going away. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, I haven't bet it yet. I'm hope I'm hopeful that it comes down a little bit to seven and a half. I'm not sure it will. Um, and then Washington State has been really good this season defensively. Uh, however, Utah just lost this weird game to Cal. They were up ten at halftime and then just let it slip away and lost by like ten. This is a really weird game. Uh, I think Utah has a lot of talent, um, and I think sometimes like we get lost in. In, in momentum, right? If you're playing well, if you're playing poorly, I think at a certain point, like Utah just has a better team. They've got better players than Washington State. Uh, even the Washington State team, I'm pretty high on. I, I think if it comes down to a pick I like Utah. Um, but right now it's kind of a stay away. All right. And your best bet for the night is Memphis, right? Is Memphis. And then one other nugget on the Colorado State-Utah State game. Go for it. It's a zigzag spot. So this year, because of COVID, there have been a ton of – back-to-back, right? You play at Utah State on Tuesday, and then you play at Utah State on Thursday. We're seeing that with Arizona and Arizona State as well. After tonight's game, they're playing the next game against each other as well. Right. That one, I think, is just a little different because they're. I think it's a it's a home-and-home. Home. Um, you know what I mean? Right. So, so Colorado State lost by, like, 20 to Utah State on Tuesday night. The line is still at eight. Typically, like, they, like the trend has been you zigzag. So Utah State covers, and then you bet Colorado State to cover. Uh, I'm taking a hard look at that. But, like, Utah State has played, like, a top 20 team in the country the last month. So I lean Colorado State, but I'm not sure. I think the fact that the number hasn't 
I think the bookmakers are onto it, you know, like typically like, like the number was seven on Tuesday and then Colorado state loses by 20. You'd think the number would be closer to 10 on Thursday and it's not, it's still around like seven and a half. So I lean Colorado state, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm ready to pull the trigger there. But yes, Memphis is my best bet. Memphis minus two and a half. I think they, I think they play well tonight. All right. The sharp himself has spoken. I, you know what? I, I've, I've been going over on my head, through my head, a lot. Um, and I'm looking, the more and more I look at this slate, I, nothing really pops for me as my best bet. Okay. Um, I do, like I said, I, I concur with you on uh, Memphis and I do like uh, Arizona state as well tonight at home. Um, but I'm going to, in the first ever edition of the sharp and the square podcast, I'm going to get my best bet as Rutgers tonight. I think this is, a big game for the Scarlet Knights. Justin's rolling his eyes, and I know it sounds uh, Homer-ish, very Homer-ish, but I have faith in the Scarlet Knights tonight. Um, that's a bad way to cap it, but uh, we talked about it earlier. I think Spar- Scarlet Knights bounce back in a big way tonight. Big I hope way. so, bro. I hope so. I think they win by five. So I hope um, they win by a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, well, so do I, but uh, you know, minus two, Rutgers' best bet. We'll see if we can get off to a – one and zero start with our best bets there. Anything else you wanted to add before we uh, sign off here? Uh, no, no, I'm all good. I'm excited to do this. So we're we're the goal is to do this pretty much every day. Absolutely, uh, every day. Um, in the morning we'll have it hopefully out by noon every day. Um, we're gonna try to keep it between 30, 45 minutes. Hopefully, um, I think I think part of reason part of the reason why we got a little carried away this morning was uh introductions you know yeah introductions and you know when we talk them through it's it's okay if it goes a little long yeah um and yeah we'll also i think on friday i'm gonna add in some nfl stuff just for fun um because the it's fun betting nfl playoffs and i've actually had some good success uh the last two weeks of betting nfl playoffs after a rough nfl season (laughs) um but college basketball is really our money maker and Justin also is really good at PGA. He uh, so I guess today would have been the day to do PGA because the tournament starts tomorrow. Yeah, but. yeah. We'll we'll start on the PGA next week. This is a weird sure. tournament because um, like Mondays are a good day for outrights, and then like Wednesdays is a good day to talk head to heads. Thursdays sure. it's like you know, the golf tournament starting in ten minutes. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So Memphis and Rutgers from the sharp and the square tonight. The square does not. Sign off on the Rutgers pick, by the way, or the the sharp rather. The sharp does not. Uh, I don't think he gives his. That's, seat- not, that's not fair. Because <laughs> I, I can't. I, I have no. I can't talk that way about Rutgers. Like I just. Well, you're gonna have to on this podcast. Buddy. I understand, but like you know, you know my my philosophy. I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna bet against the team. Yeah, it's hard to bet on them. I get it. I totally get it. So, and that's that's a good philosophy to have. Um, all right, this was good, and uh, you know, tomorrow morning back at it. So uh, let's hope our uh, picks do well tonight. Best of luck, bowl, bowl, Mr. Santu, bowl. You too, bro. Adios. Yeah.